Good morning. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hope that you had a good long weekend. Hope that you took some time to remember the people who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country on Memorial Day. I hope that you know that it's June now. It's gonna be June now. May the force be with you. Where the fuck did May go? Um, it was yesterday. It left yesterday. Yeah, but like, I feel It didn't like... even say goodbye, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to what is essentially drive time radio with me and Zoya. And you're maybe off to work or you're, um, there's a booty call situation happening. And you're like, I need to take my mind off the, the day to day. Maybe you're in traffic. And we're here to tell you, no, you're not. No. Or yes, you are. <laughs> And aren't we all? So welcome to the show. Um, it is June. Uh, June. <clears throat> and um, what's going on? A lot of people graduating. I want to say congratulations. 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 I like it. Congratulations. <laughs> that didn't take long. That did not take long. To the class of whatever fucking year it is now and you work so hard. <laughs> I'd be careful with uh-huh. how high you throw your hats in the air. Because those things are coming down and they got nothing but points. You can poke somebody's eye out. You ever throw a hat? Yeah. Great. You've thrown hats at me. I throw hats all the time. A lot of people on TikTok throwing hats at the camera to make a point. Um, To make a point. And that was a fun way to to wrap that up. To point someone's eye out. (laughs) Got to be careful around points, especially with your eyes. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lesson in there somewhere. And we'll get to it. Yeah. So how are you today? I'm good. I I drove our neighbor to to school. This is take two. Yes. Because I was told, no, I don't need to. And then it was like, oh my God, can you? Albanian school bus driver. Yes. But I drove him in your car. You drove my car? Yes. You put a kid in my car? I put a kid in your car. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. A 13-year-old neighbor. He's great. He's very awkward. Well. It's always very funny talking all 13, to him. I don't know any 13-year-olds that yeah. are like, that kid has it all figured out. Right. Yeah. I was disgusting until I was 27. Yeah. Awkward. It's yeah. awkward a lot in my adult life. Yeah, you are. Which brings me to one of our questions. Someone asked, I think, uh, long time, first time, long time, Justine uh-huh. asked, what is the most unusual or awkward um, audience member or client conversation that you've had recently? Um. And I will say... From my POV, all of them at all times. Yeah. It's always awkward. I'll tell you what the most awkward part of my life Mm -hmm. is. I've been on the internet for 15 years now, almost, yes, for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. And you pick up one or two people here and there. Yeah. And eventually they come to see you sometimes. Right. And. To me, I'm just, I'm just me. Yeah. And you, even more so than me, you are just you. Yes. 
And then sometimes, anytime someone is nervous around me mm-hmm. is the most awkward time for me. Yeah. Because I'm just me. Yeah. And I'm not even like, I'm not Jeff Bezos. I don't have a trillion dollars. I haven't done anything to impact any kind of significant change. I'm just me. Yeah. And I've done my best over the years to say things that hopefully make you smile and maybe are helpful in your life. Even if they are helpful, even if they were ridiculously helpful, Mm. that doesn't change the fact that I'm just me and I'm just saying things. Right. That's fair. I am the most of any celebrity that I have ever met in my entire life and using the word celebrity in just the loosest way. Yes. Because I'm not nothing. I'm sure. not, I'm not, no one knows who I am. Yeah. Because I've been on the internet forever. Yeah. And but, through my stuff, through SourceFed, mm-hmm. through music, that's this tiny piece of the pie. And through stand-up clips and through TikTok, millions of people. Wow. Did you hear that? That was loud. I want to have this microphone on my stomach the whole time because <laughs> I've been taking probiotics, dude. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I should have fucking did the delay thing. Anyway, lots of stomach noises happening, and and we travel down this road. Millions of people have seen my face and heard my words. That doesn't change the fact that I'm just the most normal human being yeah. that there's ever been. Yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't uh, like classify you as like an A, B, or C lister right no, there, and, and thank god go, that there like, are so many more letters like and then you go to like the xyz i wouldn't even say that mm. uh now i know my abc's uh one two threes is probably <laughs> so you go through i'm i'm at least 27 levels down from what an a-list yeah, celebrity would yeah, be yeah if not more Next time, won't you sing with me? That's what I am. I'm yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a me-list celebrity. Me. <laughs> At the very end of the... Speaking of someone who's higher on the celebriotic periodic table, the celebriotic table of elements. Okay. I watched Bo Burnham's special. Oh, how was it? It was a piece of art. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about Bo Burnham is that he's very self-aware and he's very funny and he's very, very smart. And uh, it was just incredibly interesting. I wouldn't even call him like a stand-up comedian. I wouldn't call him a stand-up comedian because he's obviously a comedian. He's very funny and very smart, Mm -hmm. um, as most of them are. Mm -hmm. Most, a lot of them are. Right. And... uh, but it was more just like a, it was like something that would be running in a theater in a museum mm. as like a performance art piece. He he filmed and produced that like at his house, right? Yeah, he did everything. Yeah. And uh, he's just in this room for a year. Mm. He doesn't cut his hair. Do you hear that? Yeah, I do. I don't know what's happening. Do this might be my poop? last podcast. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All of a sudden, Mike's just gown you ever poop and then your stomach starts making noises what's that about maybe you didn't finish pooping maybe you didn't sit on the pot long enough i feel like i did every time i sit on the toilet i'm there for hour and a half hanging out 
<laughs> I'm putting this microphone up to my shit. Literally. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's uh, a. It's one of these. That's the reverb. Hold on. I'm gonna see if I could. Fart into it. Yeah. Wow. Is he gonna record it, you guys? That's the question. Or is he gonna mess it up? <laughs> what the chair or this fucking oh thing? Oh my god. Uh, it's only a matter of time until I shit my pants on this podcast. To anyone who is listening to this, Mike is definitely shitting his pants. So anyway, I want to say a couple things. I enjoyed, I'm not going to shit my pants. I enjoyed, don't make the title something about <laughs> shit again for okay, the love of God. Okay, go. um, I enjoyed it very much. Uh-huh. It did make me think a lot. And then, uh, of course, you, you know. It raises a lot of questions about a lot of things. And I think I love comedians that just say silly shit that make you, you know, just distract yourself from your life Mm -hmm. and just make you think about silly shit. And then you share in the shared experience of silly shit. And I like comedians that make you think about the way that you live your life. And, um, I think there's so much room for both of those things, especially depending on what mood you're in when you want to watch stuff. Mm And it's all very interesting. I think that he is both of those things. I think maybe he's too smart for his own good sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I have been thinking about it a lot. And I, I hope, I think what doesn't fully come across all the time is whether or not, this is just my opinion, that he's having a good time. Yeah. I know that for me, when I do comedy, it's, Hopefully, very mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. because I'm having the greatest time in the world. My thing is like we talked about, and I keep thinking about this, how how, um, human beings used to sleep twice. I've been thinking about this a lot. We talked about it on the show a couple episodes Mm -hmm. ago. And then they figured out that they could get more money and further along in society than their neighbors if they just cut out one of their sleeps. So we put our health at great risk Mm -hmm. to work a lot. Yeah. And then you fast forward all the way to millennials and how the majority of us work as hard as we can to basically stay at the same afloat spot. Right. Still living paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck forever and always. Uh-huh. So thank you to whoever's responsible also for with that. You. And also with us. Yes. Body of Christ. Yes. And um, I've been thinking a lot about, I chose to like, uh, if I'm going to work that hard and accept that for the rest of my life and put my health at risk to work, I'm at least going to have the greatest job that I could imagine. Right. So I did that. And that's comedy and performing and photography mm-hmm. and this stuff. Mm-hmm. Love being able to talk to you and make these weird stomach noises for the world. I love listening to your weird stomach noises. Thank you. It's kind of like we have a guest on the podcast. Yeah. My intestinal tract. I um. I feel like, you know, how you, how you said that, you, like it's been, you've been thinking about, you know, the sleeps and, you know, living your life and being as good as you possibly can be. I like calling it the sleeps as well. Yeah, the sleeps. Yeah. I think it's wild because it's just kind of like, you know, we are constantly going and we're constantly like hitting the ground running most days. And it's like, okay, how do I make this not 
as crazy as I feel some days, yeah. right? It's waking up every day and going, here we go. Yep. Every day. Yeah. It's like when, remember when the Roadrunner used to like jump up in the air and yeah. spin its yeah. legs as fast as possible and then they go? Mm-hmm. It's like you wake up and you're like, okay. What's, and then you just start. What's next? Yeah. So anyway, all that is to say that I hope that he is having a, a good time. Um, but I do think it's very interesting. I do think it's worth watching if, you, if you're a fan of either him or YouTube stuff or comedy. It's a good evolution of like, that is just an anomaly that came out of the YouTube world. And he's incredibly creative. And um, it's just interesting to see somebody. It, it's fucking interesting to see somebody who started on the internet as a teenager and now they do this stuff because it's very fitting with the generation Mm -hmm. you have the generation that stood on stage with a microphone and then it's like the greatest thing that you could accomplish is having a special where you stand on stage with a microphone in a beautiful theater and that's been done a thousand times so now there's different ways to put out a long-form comedic piece of content and get a message across and tell people who you are and um Fuck my ass. Are they throwing away dumpsters? <laughs> um, let's uh, welcome back to noises. Anyway, it's super interesting. And then I had a couple people text me and be like, that was boring as fuck. Mm. And I can't believe that people like this. And then you get a couple texts into the conversation and it's like, I won't, I only watched the first 12 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess I appreciate you texting me to call to tell me that. Yeah. I don't know what you thought that I would do with that information, but it's very, that's very like how everyone is about everything. And this is the broader idea. I wanted to at least just say out loud in this today here today. And I've been interrupted by my stomach more times that I can anyway. So I think that the way people, there's so much coming at us at all times that a lot of times you read uh, the title of something. I guess that would be like the equivalent of watching the first 12 minutes of a stand-up special uh-huh. and you have your opinion and then everyone, whether or not it's like no one wants to be right. Oh, everyone, I guess people want to be right, but people want to be the first one to have an opinion. Right. And then you put that opinion on the internet and then we have this thing in our head that the internet is forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like now you have this essentially uninformed, you know, technically uninformed opinion about whatever it is. Right. The title of an article or the 12 first minutes. 12 minutes yeah. of a whatever. Mm-hmm. And then because the internet is forever, it's like you have to stand by that opinion. And that takes away everything that is human about being human and being able to grow and to change your opinion because none of us are right all the time or infallible. Mm -hmm. So it's like people feel the need to like, this is my opinion and fuck, I already said that. So there's never any going back on that and there's never any forgiveness or growth or change in, in whatever so it's like, that's what it is. Yeah. And it makes me just care about 99% of people's opinions less. <laughs> 
And I'm not trying to say that to be a dick or yeah. like, fuck yeah. every, I'm a lone wolf or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just think that, um, I, I think, I don't know. You, you really got to take what everyone says with a, a grain of salt. Yeah. I think that, Is that the, that's the expression. Yeah. I think that, um, am I saying a that lot wrong? of people, you guys will let me know if I'm saying that. Wrong. I think a lot of people have like this thirst for being right. Mm-hmm. And even when somebody like proves them wrong or debunks their theory or whatever, they still have to be like, no. Yeah. I already said I it. was right. E- this is the way it is. Yeah. And then you because can think what you want to think, bro. This is how it is. And then it's like an insecurity thing and you have to smash down your own ego. And that's why people get taken down because they don't want to do it to themselves first. Right. And you, I think that's another beautiful thing about being a stand-up comedian is like, I write down something that I think is funny Mm -hmm. and then I yawn and then I go to open mic night or I go to a show and it works or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I have to be like what I thought was funny alone in my house, funny enough to write down and try to embellish into a longer idea is not funny. Right. So I'm like that part of what I, you know, I have to think I'm funny and I have to think I'm a confident human being to go on stage and to deliver these things in a certain way. And then you go there and the audience will tell you whether or not they like it. And I could still think it's funny, but I'm like, they're not going to like it. So maybe it wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And now through the last eight, nine years of this, I have no problem being like, maybe you're not as funny as you fucking thought you were. Right. But I'll say that to myself right. before anybody else will. And I'll have no problem being like, I'm wrong all the time. Right. All the time I'm wrong. And uh, you got to be cool with that. And you got to be cool with with smashing your own ego on a daily basis. Right. And to be open to the idea that you're absolutely wrong and you got to be like cool with whatever comes with that. Right. And everybody else has to be cool with like, if you admit that you have to, as a critic of that, be like, well, that's just the human being and that human being can change. And, and if they, if you see that they really want to change, I think people fuck themselves up when they're like, when they stand by their shit, when they they're not even fully informed about their shit. Yeah, I think I think I run into that a lot in just what like I do for a living. How right? so? Just like people coming in and talking, you know, getting different opinions, and like now that we're in a smaller space, and our clients can interact a little bit more together, and just like getting like feedback from Jamie's clients and then, you know, and just kind of like the four of us like talking, it's, it's interesting to see like how opinions and, and, you know, a a one track mind kind of thinks, Uh you know, and like you can see it. And there's so many people that clients, me, her, you know, Jamie, uh, how when we we think we're so right and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god i didn't fucking think of it like that you could always be wrong mm-hmm. yeah and it just takes meeting someone yeah from a different walk of life mm-hmm. but you have to be willing to do that yeah you can't close yourself off in mm-hmm. a bubble of your own mm-hmm. opinions and whatever 
and be like, this is it. Yeah. You have to, the smartest people draw from like for all over the place. Yeah. And you've got to be willing to, to listen, even if you straight up don't agree with those people and you have to be willing to like run everything through the, like, you know, this is my like moral compass mm -hmm. and you got to challenge yourself and you got to always be like, I don't know, you don't have to do anything. This is how I live my right, life. Right, right, right. But it would, it would behoove some people. Uh, but going back to the whole Bo Burnham thing, like, did you... Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Um, did you think that... Did his special stomach... Um, did his special make you want to write differently? It makes me want to... See, sometimes I write stuff like that, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want more... I think jokes have or really anything that you make if it has some kind of like deeper meaning i think it holds more weight yeah but i also love saying the silly shit so much mm. because i'm a, there's a part of my brain and my heart that grew up being silly yeah. my dad says a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense but it's just very silly like yeah, we've yeah. bastardized the the Italian language in our house. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, we swear, but it's a, a one eighth of um, a bunch of different swears right, and we right. mush them all together. Right. And, you know, a lot of Italian American families have done that. And there's, uh, there's, I find a great value in being silly. Yeah. So I want to do both, but it does make me, you know, when you think about what you're going to end your set with, mm -hmm. or when you think about how the most important thing in comedy is to tell someone who you are, mm -hmm. part of that is telling people what you believe and why. Mm -hmm. So it makes me want to write more like that. That stuff takes longer. Yeah, I can think of silly shit all day mm -hmm. on the on the ride over to the club or the park or right, whoever is right. letting me do stand-up comedy yeah. at that time. Yeah. And uh, I'll do silly shit all day, but I do, it It does inspire me to make more jokes about how I think and how I believe and what I feel about stuff. Yeah. And then it goes back to like, what am I, what do I think I'm right about? And what have I had the most experience with? You know, like what are my values and and what about that is what are my like unchanging values? How can I make those things funny? Yeah. What am I informed enough about to want to spread what I think and why? That's why I keep everything so personal. Yeah. That's why, you know, we talk about being in the hospital so much because mm -hmm. I live that. And then I, before, during and after. Yeah. And what that taught me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to, I'm not George Carlin yet. And be like, this is how people are, and yeah. this is what happens to our stuff, and yeah. this is how the government is, and this yeah. is how the police system is, and this is how, you know, uh, millions of years ago it was like this. Right. That's when I get into the original, like when I was a musician, not thinking that I was smart enough to be a comedian. Now, I'm still not smart enough, but I have life experience enough to be like, well, I at least know that the first 30 six years of my life were like this. Yeah. But you are, you are smart and you are, uh, and you have like, you've lived a little, you know, like uh -huh. there's still so much for all of us to live. That's right? why and, I think like I'm doing pretty good right yeah. now and it feels really good when I'm up there. Yeah. 
What now, do you think? I, I think it's a Steve hair. Yikes. I don't understand how... Anyway, whatever. And that's science. And that's just proving that. <laughs> Again, I'm not as as smart as I think I am at all times. Yeah. But, um... Fuck. I don't remember what I was saying. I think that, uh... That... That's cool that he was... That Bo Burnham, going back to that, I think it's cool that he was able to do that and, like have it's interesting to see that somebody from you know a a youtube type background to like come full circle into like stadiums and then to go right back into his like living room or Mm -hmm. wherever he did it uh i think that's interesting and i think it's interesting the way you know people have received entertainment through tv internet all of that i think that it's so crazy how much it's changed Mm -hmm. and i think there's like this crazy huge bubble of of like creative people that are now able to experience or or um have other people experience their stuff through so many different outlets and i think that's i think it's a, a pretty interesting thing to see like coming from like you know a network that was the only network yeah. to having several networks to having fucking Netflix and Hulu and all of that shit. And now it's like right back yeah. to like YouTube. Dude, and like a hundred percent. And that's what makes a lot of the, like the comedy club system is starting to get, um, like outdated. Uh-huh. Um, Cause it's not necessarily like the best stand-up comedians are in the clubs. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they need to get people in the in the seats. So they're like, who has a credit? Who has a television or movie credit? Mm-hmm. And that essentially means that you are part of like the pop culture. Excuse me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what that was. What is? Was it a swallow hiccup burp? Who knows? Was it a swick up? Swick ups. I don't know. I did 10 swick-ups before we started, and I'm feeling pretty good about my upper body strength at this moment. Anywho, um, exactly what you just said is right, Zoe. Like, Mm -hmm. when we were growing up, we knew people who were on the TV, Mm -hmm. and everybody did. Mm -hmm. You are familiar with the people who are on, you know, um, like, what was that lineup of Friday night TV shows? Oh, TGIF. TGIF. Yeah. You knew Steve was forget? coming first. Right. You know, and then it was, well, no, it was. Whatever the fuck the rest house. of them were. Anyway, getting off track, getting off track. Okay, if okay. people were on TV, you yeah. understood who they were. And mm-hmm. if they were coming to your town, you would go see them. But yeah. now, like, that's what we grew up with. There was one TV and the whole family would watch the programs that were on the one TV and that were fed to you in a schedule. And there was no on-demand, nothing, unless no. you had VHS tapes. No. That were just recorded versions mm-hmm. of the shit that was on tv or in the movie theaters mm-hmm. now it's like you're you could see whatever you want yeah. on the phone and you discover people a thousand different ways mm-hmm. and someone who has millions of subscribers could be known by no one of in a completely different generation mm-hmm. and they could fill your club with people even though they are not widely known. They don't have any of those cool emblems next to their name, like Comedy Central or fucking Fox, NBC, ABC. And so, you know, I've been that person to go to clubs and have people come see me and the rest of the comedians are like, I don't know who the fuck you are. And I'm like, yep, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That you 
other comedian don't know who the fuck I am. Right. Cause now, and not to sound like I have a chip on my shoulder cause it, it doesn't, that doesn't really happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been doing the club thing for long enough that I can go up there and do great and yeah. people, whatever. Yeah. But you know, I saw it in, in a show that I was taking pictures of last week. There was a kid on and he, you know, you could tell he has a, you could always tell when there's a section of people that came to see that person mm-hmm. And you don't know who they are. And maybe their joke telling and stuff could use a little work. So the comedians are all like, who is this person? Not not doing super great mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. And when I say not doing super great, I don't mean they're a bad comedian. Mm-hmm. They're just in the beginning stages of like learning how to right. tell jokes mm-hmm. and learning how to work an audience and read the room and that stuff takes years. So you're at the beginning stage for the first fucking four, five, six, ten years of your whatever. Right. And it was just interesting to see that and to be like, I wasn't vilified for it, but a lot of people talked a lot of shit. And then I learned how to do both. And now people are like, Oh, you do both. And and it's like an admirable people want to ask me my advice and stuff. And that's great. And I never hold grudges or whatever. And then right. it's interesting to see a younger uh, generation come up and do that. And that's fucking awesome. And I know that if they stick with it and they don't get discouraged or they don't get fucking ran out by people who think that they don't deserve to be there for any, any reason, whatever reason, mm-hmm. that they'll get better and eventually we'll just have more better stand-up comedians. Yeah. And it's like the evolution of creativity. So to to bring it home, if you're somebody watching the Bo Burnham special and you're like, I don't get what this is or I don't understand whatever, it seems too artsy or it's too boring or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's just that it's an evolution. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that. what Bo Burnham did. And yeah. I think it makes perfect sense from – where he came from. Mm-hmm. And that's just that person's story. Yeah. And uh, I had someone text me and be like, I'm not going to feel bad for this person. I don't think he made this special so you could feel bad for him. No. He made the special to do what every stand-up comedian does and talk about what he believes and his story. Right. And that's what every stand-up comedian has done since the beginning of the time. That's what beginning of the time, the one time. All the times. All the one time. That one. Every single one of the time. Uh, he does that, and that's what everybody does. And you as the audience member decide whether you – I also told the person who texted me that, like, it's perfectly fine if you don't like it. Right. Because that's what you do. You right. sit there in the audience and you laugh or you don't. Yeah. If you didn't laugh, that hopefully the next person mm-hmm. makes you laugh. Well, it's funny that you – like, like, you don't have to love – every single thing that you see or whatever, you know, like you don't, no one's forcing that on you. You can form your own opinions, even if you did only watch 12 minutes of it. Right. But it's like, if something's Um, hyped and everyone, you know, is is talking about it on your timeline, it's like, you feel the opinion, you feel the pressure to have an opinion about the thing. And you don't have to, Yeah, you don't have to have an opinion about the thing or you can have an opinion and you could not like it. Um, but there are certain parts of that process that are telling about your own habits. Mm-hmm. I um. Amen. I 
and also with you. I watched, uh, I went to a show and there was a comedian that went up and I didn't love him. And there were some people that absolutely loved him. But like, it's funny to watch people like that because I feel like that's like a, a 12 minute type person, 12 minutes of a, of a special. And when they get mad at everyone for not thinking that they're funny or as funny as they think that they are. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like that was a lot of, that's part of the ego thing. Yeah. And you, you get up there and if you're, if you're dead set as a comedian on being like, I'm funny, Mm -hmm. everything I say is funny. If you don't laugh, it's your fault. Then you're going to have a rough time. And you can think like that. Maybe you're you have enough money to think like that, mm-hmm. but it does stunt your growth as a. I think personally, it stunts your growth as a performer and as an artist. Yeah, to be like, whatever, to think you're infallible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think growth is like, growth, and change, and evolution is the key to longevity. Yeah. And long how's that guy been a stand-up comedian for 50 years? It's yeah. because he constantly is going you know through it and changing and doing. You know, it's 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 uh sometimes it's hard to like self-reflect. But without that you're, you're never growing. You're yeah. never changing. You're never evolving. Because you have to and, look at yourself and be like, maybe I'm not the best. And yeah. then we live in a fucking city where everyone just thinks they're the best. Yeah. And and to to say maybe I'm not is like a sign of weakness. Yeah. In a lot of in a lot of people, and that's not realistic. Right. That's not realistic. No. I mean, I think that you know, it's like. People who have like, like commitment issues, you know, Hey, at what point is it not because of someone else? Right. At what point do you stop pointing the finger? But how much does it suck? And how hard is it to look at yourself? It fucking sucks. But guess what happens? Your life gets a lot fucking better. Yeah. If you're sitting here thinking that you're the pinnacle, you know, why not me type person and you're stuck like that and everything else is everybody else's fault at all times, Mm -hmm. you're just there forever because no one's ever going to be like, there's not going to be a a day where the whole world grabs a Coke Mm -hmm. and turns around and says, we were all wrong about you. Right. Now all of us love you. Right. It's crazy. I had this conversation with a client and, you know, it was kind of like, you know, I, me, 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 me. Finally, I was like, at what point is it not you? Mm-hmm. At what point is it that you are the issue? Also, no one's going to like have your back if you're never like, what am I doing? Right. Like stop. Even if it's not fully your fault, mm-hmm. because you know, a lot of things aren't all fully one person's fault or the other person's mm-hmm. fault or people or whatever. Right. But you gotta be willing to make concessions and being like, maybe this wasn't right on my part. Right. So what wasn't right on your part? Right. It's and it's like I'll always. God. 
I have so many thoughts and I wish I was just smart enough to be like, here's the one sentence that, that includes all of these thoughts. But it's like, if somebody shows humility Mm -hmm. and if somebody, I'm more willing to have that person's back knowing that they know that they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. But if you come out and that's like your, what you're projecting is like, this is me all the time yeah. and I'm never wrong, mm-hmm. then I, I find it very hard to like have your back. Yeah. It's like I, I, I've had a conversation with somebody and they're like, you know, I just don't understand. Like I don't have that many friends. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I'm like, when was the last time you asked your friend wholeheartedly how they are doing? Mm. When was the last time that you made a conversation about them and not always about yourself? Dude, I have friends who will be like, man, you're such a good friend and you've been such a good friend to me during this trying time. Mm -hmm. And I've had the same friends be like, you know, uh, everyone around you says that you're a good friend. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people have never done that to me. And that makes me think like, I know that you know what a good friend should do. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And you have the energy. Yeah. And you don't, you choose not to do it. Right. Because it's not the forefront of your mind. I'm sure there's not malicious intent. I'm sure you don't wake up Mm -hmm. and start your legs like the road runner and say, how am I going to be a piece of shit today? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, and that's the the other side of the coin is that people, you know, your energy goes a thousand different places. And maybe at the end of the day, you're so messed up mm-hmm. and you're so, your legs are running so hard that you don't have the energy to look mm-hmm. across the table and be like, okay, forget about me for five minutes. How are you doing? Yeah. Not everybody has that. Yeah. But does that mean I'm going to have your back all the time knowing that you don't even like, that doesn't even cross your yeah. path? Yeah. No. And yeah. that's when people drift apart yeah and uh if you maybe if you're feeling that in your life know that you're not a bad person for drifting apart in your life yeah and i want to say this one thing people in this town on the internet saying we used to see you hang out with this this and that person all the time know that that is a big part of the reason yeah and if it's going on in your life you got to do whatever you can to make yourself okay. Yeah. And and if it's within your heart to look out for other people, be choosy with who you do that with. Yeah, be choosy with your time. Yeah. 100%. It's your time. And do it with people who reciprocate. And it's right. also very good to do things and to not expect anything in return. But once in a while, take stock of like, is it still worth it? Mm-hmm. And... uh the friends that yeah. I've had, I've had for, for so long. Like my true, true friends, right? Uh-huh. Like I've had them forever. And it doesn't matter how much time goes by. It could be 10 years. And my favorite thing was uh, when we had, a couple years ago, we had uh, a birthday party, a surprise 60th for my mom. And one of my best friends came and I haven't talked to him. He's now married. He and his husband live this beautiful life. They have like whatever. 
And I remember seeing him and we, you know, just started talking and what's going on, what's new, how's everything, blah, 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 blah. I miss you so much, blah, blah, blah. My sisters still see him and whatever. But when I'm home, I'm always home for such a short period of time. He's busy. I'm busy. It's not because we don't reach out. We do. But it's like every once in a while, there's like a, a text thread that goes and it's kind of like, you know, this, this, and this happened. You know, he's got six siblings, you know, this person just had another kid. This person's crazy. This person's, you yeah. know, uh-huh. so-and-so graduated, you know, whatever. And, um, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, so good to see you. And he's like, literally every single time I see you, it's like no time has passed. It's nice. And it's the best thing ever because it doesn't matter. Certain friends, yeah, you grow apart and whatever, but those people that mean something and are truly worth your time and energy, those are the people that it doesn't matter how much time has passed. And that's not a big group of people. Mm-mm. And ideally, especially when you're younger, you're in your mm-hmm. teens and 20s, you're like, everyone who I'm friends with, that's going to be us, mm-hmm. no matter what. But the older you get, you find out that that is such a specific, special trait. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes something specific and special is that it's not everywhere. Right. You know, it's why no one gives people a fucking a handful of grass for valentine's day right you give people roses Mm. or you give people flowers that are not everywhere all the time right you don't scoop up a handful of dirt and be like happy thank you for this thank you for the anniversary yeah you know it's like those relationships are special they deserve water and nutrients oh totally 100 percent. and uh and you gotta be yeah selective mm-hmm. and uh yeah they yeah. they pay dividends friendship like that yeah. but you will have friendships that fall short of that that you thought were going to be that and that's going to hurt mm-hmm. but once somebody shows you who they really are mm-hmm. you have to believe them yeah or else you're going to keep being in this cycle the spin yeah. cycle for the rest of your life yeah um sometimes we have uh well we always have sponsors of the show yes uh through patreon that's accurate uh, and then sometimes we have uh 150 175 50 75 and 100 dollar sponsors uh this month and what makes those different then well, they they get a shout out and they get to promote something yes okay who do we have this week so this week we have sebastian o hi long sebastian time friend long time long time listener long time sponsor we love you sebastian thank you um but this month he says hello zoya this month i'd like to promotion to uh, to promotion congratulations ceo yes this <laughs> month i'd like to promote the i made this channel on the welcome to our podcast discord that's very nice i absolutely love how creative everyone is because it fuels my own creativity shout out to mike genie especially specifically for sharing those minis he's been painting they look superb i'm gonna say superb but we got the chef's kiss very nice um thank you sebastian you guys as you know Anybody that is a sponsor uh, through Patreon has full access to the Discord, which is always super fun, and there's always a ton going on. You'll never get through all of it, so don't try. 
Yeah. Um, I get lost. Sometimes I just pop in and pop right out. Uh, like I did the other day. Um, uh, there's a, an alone time type channel. Uh, I should know exactly what it's called, but I don't. And I just saw that, uh, our good friend, um, a good friend of ours and a, you know, huge listener and birthday boy, Matthew J. Palka. Matthew J. Palka. Uh, yesterday, shout out one time, Matthew J. Palka for your birthdays. Matthew J. Palka, birthday times one time. Um, he was in there and I just like popped in real quick. Uh, and it was before I caught up on Handmaid's Tale, which, oh my God. Okay. Um, that's the one where they talk about the pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like we just sat and we talked for, I don't know, 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, man, gotta go, you know? But sometimes, you know, being able to pop in and out of that is always so much fun. And, you know, everyone in there is a lot of fun and respectful of each other. And it's fun. Yeah. I like it. I like popping into the photography channel. Yeah. And I'll, I've been really liking the, the stuff that I've been shooting recently. Mm-hmm. And I love to share it with those people. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people share in the photography channel, even just stuff from their phone. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten like just so much better in like learning about taking what what goes into taking a really good picture mm-hmm. and instead of just like a, a picture of stuff that's kind of unfocused mm-hmm. and uh i've just seen so many cool so many different styles of of things yeah and it's fun to see people pick up a hobby and and stay with it and get better at yeah. it yeah yeah and then as you all know our patreon ten dollar group they all get a shout out yeah. and that goes a little something like this and also full access to full video episodes mm-hmm. of this podcast, yep. edited lovingly. But let's pick up the pace a little bit on this goddamn. Let's pick it up. Uh, that's too much. That's not. Yeah, I'm that's not a lot. Out. That's that's going double time. We can we make up the difference? Yeah, yeah. Let's um, split up. Full video episodes of this. Thank you to Kevin Platchy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out one time to. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, Lex and Leah for doing a great job on the Instagram and the Twitter. Yes. The tweeters. You guys are doing a great job. Appreciate it. Yes. You Love are. you very much. Uh, and then our $10 group. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yes. Uh, $10 group gets a shout out. Ivana Combs. Ivana Combs. <laughs> Rachel. Maya Hippard Roth. Mike Jeannie, Alan Garcia, uh, Alan Garcia, Connie Tryon, Dunkit Doznuts, oh, all right. Story Strathman, Ali, Billy Martinez, Mitra Camp, and Tara Baez, Justin Baddorf, Ivana Dubin, M. Somerville, uh, Chris Fernandez, Burrow Babes, Jacob Dent, Johnny Rizzito, Handcrafted Neckwear, CCPB&J, Reese Carnes, Stevie, Adam Strong, Gabe Earnhardt, Ed Mam, Chili Filson, Emily Paget, It's Steph, Giant Tom Hanks, Lizzie Love, Gavin Welsh, Crossed Up, Someone Tell Aaron, Yep Nasty, Emily Buck, Tomato Squeezer, Jackie Hammond, Paige Jansen, The Long Hair with a Guy, Chris John Hansen. John Hansen. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Anna Valleys. Oops, just Dale. Jason Perryman. 
Benjamin Putz, Marcus Oreo, Justin Crockett, Lexi Parlier, Marquise Cruz, Beth Bush, Snuggle, Snuggle Pig H. Snuggle Pig H is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaylin O'Mara, Ryan Ashbrook, Taylor, Christina Camille, Nils Nyquist, Josh Standen, Josh Steppen, Michael Johnson, Sid Trump, Joseph Dilcox, Kayla Johnson, Ben Jules, the one and only. Run Ben Jules. Faith Rebecca Borga, Grant Levis, your Chad Clark, Kendall Marie, Joe Finney, Heather Ashley, what is cat? Katie Taylor, Zoe's Bodyguards, Shane Welch, Jacob Alvey, Ivan Canute, Good Humans Pod, Milky Beans, Antler, Jess Enright, Lillian Carrillo, Hannah McCurry, Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Benjamin Fuchs, Chelsea Thomas, Bride Don't Cough, Don't Don't do it, Don't do it, it. it. Logan Snyder, Meg Von Der Linden, Danny Sinclair, uh, Jacob D. Bradford, Justine Bibistein, <laughs> Chris Robinson, Josh Josh, Sergeant Sparty, Ed Burt, Shiggity Diggity Eleven, Wandering D Bear, Helen Ford, Noah Miller, Superflouse. That uh, my mom's calling me. Um, Shout Tatiana, out one time with Danielle, mom. Danielle D. Verona, John Robinson, Katie A. Sean Stone, uh, Valerie York. Deb, Jesse Stillwell, Katie Lee G, Rob DeVue, Don Bure, Don Bure, Nestor DeLeon III, Dara McGrath, Louis Hernandez, Monique Quistorf, Troy R, Cody Ostalas, Felicia Shimberry, and the birthday boy, Matthew J. Palka. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Zoe said everything. Bye. <laughs> Anything Mike Falzone you can find on MikeFalzone.com. We also have coffee you can find on uh, DFTBA. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Love you.